Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Boom Biology Podcast. I'm your host, Benin Topper, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about food chains, food webs, producers, consumers, and ecological niches. We're doing all things ecology, but related to who gets eaten and who eats what. And I really hope you enjoy today's episode, starting off with the definitions. So producers are organisms that carry out photosynthesis. Flora is all the plants in an ecosystem. Consumers are organisms that take in food from another organism. Fauna is all the animals in an ecosystem. Decomposers are organisms that feed on dead organic matter. Detritus feeders are organisms that feed on small pieces of dead organic matter. Food chains, so a grazing food chain is a sequence of organisms in which one is eaten by the next member in the chain. A trophic level is a feeding stage in a food chain. A food web consists of two or more interlinked food chains. A pyramid of numbers represents the number of organisms at each trophic level or stage in a food chain. The ecological niche then of an organism is the functional role it plays in the community. So in this episode, our learning outcomes slash goals are to understand what a food web is, understand what a grazing food chain and a detritus food chain is and the difference between the two. You want to know about the difference between a food web and a food chain in itself. We're going to look at pyramids of numbers and we're going to look about how different organisms play specific roles in their communities, which is what is known as an ecological niche. Now, next we're going to be moving on to niche slash niches, depending again on how you say it. So we're all different types of organisms living on the same planet. If we all ate the same thing, that resource would run out, then we would suffer, and then again, we would die. For example, if we all just ate one plant, if we all just ate potatoes and nothing else, there, in the end, there'd be a shortage of potatoes and we'd die. So what you have to think about is each organism eats different things and each organism does different things. It has its own role in the community slash environment that the community that it's a part of it has its own role and that role that it has affects the environment. It affects the habitat and the ecosystem that it is a part of. So a niche is known as the functional role that an organism would play in its community. What does it do that's different? What's its role? How does it make the environment better or worse? But that is what the niche of an organism is. Your niche now is also used to avoid competition. If one type of organism and another type of organism both ate the same thing, not much of that thing would be left. So they'd eat different things. They don't compete for the same resource anymore. So, for example, different types of birds, even though they live in the same environment, even though they're a part of the same ecosystem, they would eat different things. So, robins, for example, they'd eat berries and worms, but, but thrushes might eat snails or things that they can only find on the ground. They get their resources They'd get their food from different sources and they'd eat different food so that they have enough for themselves and that they aren't really affecting everybody else and that they don't die because nobody else is going to take that resource from them. They're the only ones that eat it. It's theirs. With the marine then, that is also the case. Again, 
a, a niche, think of it as the way of life, what it, an organism eats, what it gets eaten by, and how does it interact with other organisms and its environment. All these things for all organisms are different. That's what makes nature so beautiful. Each organism has its own role and it would affect the environment that it's in, either negatively or positively. But there's no, it does this so that there's not a lot of competition, does the, so that there's not a lot of problems in the future. So in the marine environment then, it's things like edible and flat periwinkles would have different functions. So edible periwinkles, they'd eat on algae, whereas flat periwinkles would eat on larger seaweeds. That way there's no shortage of food. Both of them eat different things and they're not going to fight each other. There's not going to be any competition over the resource. So both of them will survive in that environment. Your niche is your role. It's what you do. No one, you're unique. You keep your role going and you will have some sort of impact on the community that you're a part of. Now, what are producers and consumers? Producers are where food chains start. First of all, like I said a few minutes ago, all our energy comes from the sun. And plants use that energy to get food and they make their own food. Plants do what's known as photosynthesis to make their own food. And then every other organism would eat plants or seaweeds and then in the ocean it's plankton because like we said not a lot of plants grow in the ocean simply because there's not enough light so plankton also get their energy from the sun to grow and then other fish in the marine environment are going to eat that plankton on land we've got plants as producers and in the ocean we have plankton as producers and as they are producers everything else is going to eat them so the producer is the plant slash plankton they are organisms that carry out photosynthesis. Then we have consumers. That's basically us and everything that would eat the plants slash plankton is some type of consumer. So you have primary consumer, the first person that eats it. You have the secondary consumer. The secondary consumer is going to eat the primary consumer. So if you are a plant, so if you're grass, the rabbit that eats the grass, that rabbit is your primary consumer. And then we have the secondary consumer, which is going to eat the primary consumer. So the secondary consumer, they're usually either carnivores or scavengers because they're going to eat the primary consumer. And the primary consumer is usually like, is usually animals and stuff. Like, I mean, there's Venus flytraps as plants, but again, it would be either carnivores or scavengers. They eat on the primary consumer. So a fox example would be an example of a secondary consumer as with our grass, rabbit, fox, food chain example, grass is the producer, the rabbit is the primary consumer, and then the fox would be the secondary consumer as it ate the primary consumer, the fox ate the rabbit. And then we have tertiary consumers. Tertiary consumers would eat the secondary consumer, but they're not that big in food chains because as I said, only 10% of the energy passes from one organism to another. Most organisms use up 90%. So they're not gonna give a lot more energy to the next thing. Tertiary consumers are rare, but they do exist. You have to remember that they do exist. So what describes this process of what grows, who eats who, and how do we put that information into perspective, into a way that we can actually see and it's all right and it makes sense? That is the whole purpose of what is known as a food chain. A food chain is a sequence in which 
one organism eats the other, how do they pass energy from each other? A grazing food chain then is a sequence of organisms in which one is eaten by the next member in the food chain. The first organism, like I said before, again, is usually a plant or a plankton if we're talking about the ocean. And an example would be of a grazing food chain would be the grass, the rabbit, and the fox. Keep it simple. A trophic level then is what is a feeding chain in a food chain. So if we're using grass, that would be our first trophic level. Then we'd have our rabbit would be in the second trophic level. And then in our third slash final trophic level, we would have the fox. So you'd need to be able to know trophic levels and food chains for both terrestrial, which meaning on ground and for marine environments. So an example of a grassland habitat food chain, like I said, is the grass rabbit fox one. But if you were to talk about the ocean, you would have, for example, plankton. And then barnacles eat the plankton. And then whelk would eat the barnacle. And then here we do have a tertiary consumer example. The crab would eat the whelk. The crab would be the tertiary consumer. And the crab would also be the fourth trophic level. Now, food chains, like I said before, they tend to be short. Why are they short? Again, the 10%. You're not getting a lot of energy from what you eat. You're only getting 10%. So the next person that eats you is only going to get 10% of the 10% that you got from the previous thing that you ate. So whoever's eating you only gets 10% of what you got, which is very small. So food chains do not tend to be long at all. And then you have what's known as food webs. Since with ecology, everything is interconnected. You can never stand alone in ecology because you're either eating something or something is eating you. You're all competing for all these resources. It's all vast. So a food web then is a series of two or more interconnected food chain. So rabbits aren't the only thing that would eat grass. Lots of other organisms also eat grass. Horses eat grass, cows eat grass, not only rabbits eat grass. So if you were to do a food chain series on grass, rabbit, fox, but if you were to interconnect that, you would be like grass, cow, and then since we eat beef, human. That food chain is interconnected as the grass is eaten being eaten by both the rabbit and the cow. Both of them are eating the same thing. Both of those food chains are interconnected. Therefore, that's known as a food web. Food webs and food chains are one way to show the sequence in which one organism will eat the other. But another way to show it would be a pyramid of numbers. So it looks like a triangle and you would have your first trophic level at the bottom, your second trophic level above that, and then your final trophic level at the top. Now, with pyramids of numbers, you have to remember that the first trophic level in comparison to the top, there's usually more of the organism in the first trophic level. So grass, rabbit, fox example, again, it's the simplest one to explain. There's a whole load of grass, there's a medium amount of rabbits, but there's not many foxes because again, you're getting less energy as you go up each trophic level. And, but think about it. The size of grass is very small. The size of a rabbit is a bit bigger. And then what pyramids of numbers tend to show is that the final trophic level, the organism that's there 
is usually bigger in size than what you started with. And if it's not that case, so for example, if you have a lot of mites and the mites would be on the third level of the pyramid of numbers because there's one rose bush, for example, and green fly or ladybirds, all of those would eat from that rose bush. The rose bush size of each leaf, for example, on it is quite small, but the size of the green fly is a bit bigger. And then the size of the mites that eat the green fly is even bigger again. That then would be known as an inverted pyramid of numbers. Normally, as you go up, the size of the organism will also go up. But sometimes when it's not the case and the top looks a bit bigger, then that's usually because there's more of that organism present and also because they are bigger in size. There's limitations to pyramids of numbers. They're not, they don't really tend to take in size. That whole thing of as you go up, the organism is bigger in size is a generalization. It may not stand each time, but it's nice to see it sometimes. But you have to remember that that's not necessarily always the case, but it exists. So before we wrap up today's episode, I just wanted to say that Boom Biology is hoping to expand and make itself even better. And I hope to launch my own website, make my own zines, and like just have as many learning resources as possible. But for all of that, I have started a PayPal account. So for donations and for funds. So if anybody could donate anything, it would really, really help me out to make better resources and have better software to make better content and the link for it is in the show notes and as always for updates do not forget to subscribe to the podcast do not forget to follow me on instagram where i make reels and for even better infographics and information every day at boom biology podcast i really appreciate it thank you so much bye